Bobo had to try to edit it, but so this is episode two of this podcast of Nine Hut Real Raw and Eccentric. Right now I'm here with Christian. Do you have Wavy with you as well? Yeah, he's here momentarily. Momentarily. Aaron. Hey, how you doing? Pretty good. How much is up? And we and we also had Kiani on. Kiani, this is Christian that's here. What's up? Hey, hi Christian. I'm Kiani. Um nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Yeah, so glad to be joining you guys today. So this would be honestly one of the most informal podcasts there is. <laughs> like that. You know, just just starting off, so you know, it's cool. It's cool <laughs> in the world. I'm sure people won't mind listening to some informal uh, podcasts for the first few episodes. Uh, but thank you so much for featuring me. <laughs> thank you for joining. Mm-hmm. Now, I was supposed to have somebody else on, but, you know, I'm, I'm going to be real. He's being a nigga. Uh. Well, this is already explicit. <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Uh, I say, well, this is already explicit. <laughs> I mean, me saying nigga? What? Nah. Not a, <laughs> explicit. All right. So, All right, so the, topic, the topic I wanted to talk about, how can we, like, as people help up, uplift the black community. All right. Well, how should we do Like, what do you think we can do? Um, I think this is s- several different levels to this. Um, so... I want to approach this question from kind of an understanding of what we think the Black community is. Um, So my understanding of what the Black community is, is, you know, either can be platformed by social media or the media in general, or it can really reference our local communities. So, I think that really starting with our local communities is where most of our interaction should be at. Are you saying starting with the local communities? Like, what you mean, like the recs and stuff like that, or like the local leaders, the so-called leaders of the communities? Well, 2019 there is not a major overall leader of the Black community. We have people that we respect. And then in pockets of the Black community, there's a systems of um, ancestral or just um, elderly people within the community. And then it kind of trickles down. 
But as you go to different levels within the Black community, I, I guess we're going to just refer to that U.S. <laughs> Black community and in this le different levels to this. Now, I think that you have a point on that, just kind of being with it being on just the recreational centers. But I really think that it starts with programs and I, Baltimore especially, I mean, we have a lot of different programs uh, that already have attention. It's just about getting that funding in um, and, and really putting our attention towards it and broadcasting the information out. Um, I know recently I heard about um, they're having a free uh, camp that's right there across the street from uh, Coppin State, where students would kind of just be trained. I believe it's kind of like a football camp and also just uh, an after school recreational camp where they get food, they spend all day there, and it's free. So that's one plus. But I guess what I really want to know before we get into the depths of this is what would be considered as uplifting the black community? Like, what do we want to do? I would say that we would want to find a way to just help people. Like, most of the black community is selfish. It's all for themselves half the time. Yeah, yeah. We we definitely grow up in that that kind of space, for sure. Uh, like it's not enough people that's like oh yeah I'm gonna go let me try to help them out and try to make them better so then we all can be better it's all about a lot most of us is like I'm gonna do me first uh -huh. if I got time maybe I will help yeah um, yeah I don't wanna <laughs> Jump too much into my opinion, so please jump in, guys, if you if you have a thought. But um, I'm waiting to hear from Christian because Christian's been quiet. I, I mean, there's a lot of ways you can help the black community. For real, I know in Baltimore, I just read an article that they got like 2.9 million that they're supposed to be putting into 49 rec centers across mm -hmm. Baltimore over the next three years. So hopefully that helps because I know once upon a time when I was younger rec centers in Baltimore used to still be a thing and be places where we could yeah. go to play basketball and stuff and now it's just all bordered up or run down or just abandoned yeah. so I feel like having places where especially our youth can go to after school that's free and safe where they can, you know, use computers to do homework or play basketball or just hang out with their friends. I think that definitely needs to be a thing again. Instead of these kids roaming the streets and getting into things they have no business being in. And then next thing you know, we're turning on the news to hear someone got shot or locked up or something for doing something stupid. Okay. I agree with you, Christian, for sure. Um uh, I think it definitely starts with our Black youth community and 
giving them mentors and giving them spaces to chill and giving them spaces to have outlets because they find community within the streets and that isn't so safe, obviously. And it caused destructions to our community. I remember a few summers, last summer, there was a group of kids that were just literally traveling up the neighborhood and breaking into cars all throughout. And that was West Side, Baltimore. And unfortunately, I was one of the people hit. And I was just like, hmm, that's interesting. Okay. Um, or, or when students just try to vandalize in other different ways. So it definitely gives an outlet creatively when we have those rec centers and maybe more initiative to get involved in the mentoring programs within our city and, and maybe like making it more accessible to just people like our age and so we can go and help them. Um, definitely a big help. Okay, so I agree to that. But, and then remember years ago, especially, well, Okiani, I'm going to ask you about this. Remember how we went to a summer camp? Yeah, yeah. When we, when we went to Emerson Summer Camp, it was a whole lot of course black people, and they was teaching us things of what to do, like different, um, how can I say it? Like, they was teaching us how to cook, they was teaching us what, like, this, how to just live life, and mm-hmm. it was at a summer camp. There's not a lot like that anymore. Really? I'm surprised to hear that, um, that we really don't it's, have similar camps. I mean, it's summer camps, but it's like, it's more for sports, cheerleading, stuff in that nature. But it's not like the summer camps, like when we always younger, when it's more than just sports. We had time to play sports, but we also learned how to do other stuff. Exactly. And and just having that mentoring, leading. And I think it's best to have it from, you know, Black elders or just, you know, um, Black adults. If we, you know, that really brings up a thought, Erin. You're just kind of saying that we're missing that. at least in my head, I hope in the future one day this is possible, but um, I would love to really set up a space that allows for, you know, room to grow. So space where they can learn art, yoga, wellness, things like this, and just come and it's all ages. I think that would be like a great space that we had a wellness center that was just open to everyone. And we're really big in wellness here in Baltimore. I mean, um, Flourish Baltimore is one of my favorite places to go, as well as a couple of other just wellness, um, Black-owned spaces. So if we can make that all into one space, maybe in the art district, maybe someplace downtown probably in the art district though i think that would be cool i mean that would be 
That would be great. But one thing we need is like, but even with that type of stuff, it's kind of hard to get funding for. Exactly. It's about a business and it's about bringing those things to the forefront to the black community purposefully so that they end up spending their money on it. It's always hard to get off the ground. But it's like, and I can like go going back to the Rex thing. Mm-hmm. I know for a fact it's like the money that was used for some of the Rex wasn't really used for the, the for the proper resources for the Rex. Yeah, because Baltimore corrupt as fuck. <laughs> right. No. I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh. <laughs> Not lying. Right, because even with like with the public school system, we we got all these casinos and stuff now that's supposed to be making money and, and makes money for the state. And they said, "Oh yeah, this money that the casinos is making will go to the schools." Yeah, that hasn't happened. Mm-mm. It hasn't. And it's like you got some schools, like some especially like some Baltimore City High schools. Like for me, from from my example, I went to since I went to Dunbar, John Hawkins paid to renovate the school. Like, wow. I didn't know John Hopkins gave that in uh I didn't know John Hopkins gave that money. You know, I just read a uh, road past the school the other day. You know, I actually ride past there often. And it looks pretty nice. I remember when you graduated. Eh, really a difference since then. It looked, I mean, it, it looks worse now. But when it was brand new, when we first moved into that building after they renovated, John Hopkins paid for it. The city didn't really pay for it. And then... Even with like for Dumbo's football field, they got private donations to help revamp the football field. Then, but the other schools is not as lucky as Dumbo to have people like private donations and being near like a hospital like John Hopkins is just trying to make the community or that part better because they're around it. And yet, remember, a lot of the city schools, a lot of the city high schools closed down because they didn't have the funding that they were supposed to have been getting. And now most of the schools overcrowded classrooms now. Nobody can learn anything. Teachers don't care because the teacher's not really getting paid the money they should be getting paid. Absolutely. And then they're moving the, the teachers that actually care they're, and actually make it a. Well, we have lost Kiani. <laughs> Which I don't know how. Oh. Okay, great. I will send her another invite to rejoin. But um, but what? Hey, what do you feel? How do you feel about that? About 
helping the black communities about what you, how do I feel about what and why I was what, like how I just said about the um Hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. yeah, I was saying how the funding for the schools and stuff like that. Like how certain um oh, certain yeah. schools don't have like the luxury of private donors and stuff like that. And this yeah, private donors. Well yeah, because it all depends on who you know and what area you're in. I can put money on it. John Hopkins, part of the reason why John Hopkins gave Dunbar money to renovate the school is because the school is right next to John Hopkins and they don't want to run down building yeah. next to their facilities. Put money on it. You know what I'm saying? And then it also comes down to who went to your school, you know, what area. Like I said, it all depends on area. If you're in a nice area, businesses around the area are going to give y'all money so that the school can flourish and the area can profit. If you're in a rundown area, people are more likely not to give a fuck because there's nothing over there, you feel me? So, and it doesn't help that the state isn't giving these schools money like they're supposed to. to... No, welcome back. Okay. <laughs> As you say, oh, hey. We're returning from a break. No, no, we kept going. Okay, how'd I get exited? Oh. <laughs> I, I disappear for a moment. Oh yeah, you hear what I was saying? <laughs> yeah, I can't wait. No, no, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing with you, even though you're not laughing at all. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, this is funny. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know what? But that uh, <laughs> <laughs> being serious though. But all right, how can I say? This? I want to say this. So, like, let's let's go with um, Christian, your school, your high school that you graduated from, yeah. Baltimore County. Yeah. And y'all was pretty good on funding, if I'm correct, right? Um, funding started getting better by the time I graduated. Yes, all oh, they they got a lot of shit once I graduated, or started when I graduated. Also, based off the elected officials. Yes, and you gotta remember, my class at Western Tech was fucking it up in the sports world. Every single sports team won ah. volleyball, basketball, football, golf. Right, I don't know. Uh, I don't know nothing about no golf teams, man. You know, I, w- I went to a city school. We ain't had no golf. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the schools in the county didn't have golf, but my white ass school. Was <laughs> so. You know what I'm saying? All of our we were making news, so you know, of course, the state was like, "Oh, let's give Western Tech some more money because they're bringing you know publicity." Well, that's why same thing like with Dumba, how we was we won the state, we was winning state championships back to back to back like that in football, and then of course the long history of the basketball team. We had NBA pros, we had Muggsy Bowles, we had up Sam Costell, we had all that. 
And then even right now, we got we got a player that graduated from Dunbar in the NFL. Mm. Even though he's not doing much, but he's still he's still on, he's still there. He's on the payroll. Right, he's still making millions of dollars. And that was kind of the same thing with Western Tech. We had someone in the, uh, someone actually on the Ravens was uh, went to Western Tech when I was in high mm-hmm. school. I see. So there's a bias to where the money goes depending on your school's performance, and not um, it, it's just very performance based is what I'm really hearing. And it shouldn't be like we can even go to the the Catholic schools. Well, hey, Catholic schools are starting to shut exactly. down. Exactly. From my experience in school, right when I was about to graduate, they closed eight or ten Catholic schools, and they joined the middle school with our school, and they also closed the boys' school that was right across the street from ours. So. Yeah, Cardinal Gibbons. Which Cardinal Gibbons had a lot of history, which I was surprised when they closed that because Cardinal Gibbons really one of the most historic Catholic Absolutely. schools there was. Oh, I was surprised when they closed. CU and that was that's her school. Yeah, yeah. Um, really surprised, and now it's just a middle school. <laughs> it's just a middle school in a large building. But uh, the the funny thing is, is with the Cardinal Gibbons, they turned that they they um, the hospital that's across the street from it immediately bought the space, bought the lot across the street to use it for parking. So they use both parking lots at Cardinal Gibbons for extra parking space for the, say, Agnes Hospital. Yep. And then, right, to a more Catholic school. It was like, and then, remember, how we went to a small Catholic school. Mm Mm-hmm. It's good. Isn't that gone too? Yeah, that's gone. That's been gone for years. Well, I don't know. I keep seeing people in their parking lot. So you see, now that school became a daycare. It's just a daycare and it's a church. A huge daycare. Lovely. Interesting. Interesting. But it's like they're taking away schools and opportunity. For people in predominantly black areas to prosper from. Yep, and they're opening them all in the county. So this is not a really a problem for for Anne Arundel, Howard. Um, mm. But that's why I said predominantly black. That's, Howard County is the richest county in, in Maryland, or one of the richest counties. Yeah. Yep, I'm not adding people. But, um, even even their even their community college look way better than what community college we got in the in Baltimore City and Baltimore County, and we have lost Kiani again. <laughs> but it's like she needs. I tell you what, though, in the next five years. Baltimore City schools are going to start booming again. You want to know why? I want to hear this. Because Baltimore City is becoming gentrified. Mondalman, it's turning white as fuck, yo. 
White but is not fuck. in the city schools. Students you cross? Not in the you schools. Said what? I, I'm telling you, I give it five years because by this point, too many white people are going to be living in these neighborhoods and be like, okay, these schools are trash. Y'all need to change something or we out. So, with that being said, with this new budget that I saw the breakdown for on, in addition to uh, um, the uh, racks and stuff, a lot of city schools are about to supposedly start getting renovations and stuff. So, I really feel this is all a part because of how Baltimore is slowly becoming gentrified. So, I'm telling you, five to ten years, all these city schools are going to start having money and looking nice and stuff. I've been slowly going past some schools. Like, a couple of high schools have gotten some renovations. I mean, because it was the renovations are actually that needed. Because remember, like a couple years ago, half the city schools didn't even have air conditioning. They still don't. And it was like, I'm like, I don't, like, lucky for me, I wasn't in one of the schools that didn't have air conditioning. My, my school, we that air conditioning, boy, was it freezing. I had to bring a coat in the winter. But either way, I mean, a coat, not a coat in the winter, a coat in the summer, excuse me. But, um, but either way, it was like, all right, cool. I wasn't used to that. I mean, I was used to that. And when I heard, like, other schools, let's say, like, Lake Clifton, they had no air, and they was used the window. And then, can't, and then, what else? And some schools didn't have no heat. Yes, that's a major problem. The no heat, which I don't... Working in the heat is already a problem. Working in the cold? Yeah. You can't do that, and then, like, you gotta be bundled up, and who wants to be bundled up and trying to do all this work? It don't work like that. Mm. Which I know it's crazy. It's not just schools that are run down, though. Like, just Baltimore as a whole, from downtown Baltimore to, like... You can't even count that. Borderline county. You can't even really areas, count downtown. But that's all they work on is that. Uh, mm-hmm. Are they really working? They're though? trying to. Like, that's what on. they're trying you know, to. I work yeah. downtown. And I'm walking around for the last three years downtown, and I haven't seen nothing get done, minus that raggedy-ass McKinley Square, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that's right by before you get to the harbor. And that shit looks like trash. So, I mean, have they really been working? Well, according to the media, the news. (laughs) Do you know how many things were supposed to be open by now that are still not open? Like, granted, you know, when we went to the Anderson Pack concert, that area right there they put in a couple of new malls and stuff, but in, I mean, uh, not malls, like restaurants, but in regards to like new infrastructure and shit that they supposedly were supposed to have open by now, that shit is nowhere near done. But Chris, what do you, what do you mean? What things were supposed to be added? I'm not familiar. So like they were supposed to be adding a couple of like apartment buildings and like they were supposed to, uh, um, there used to be, y'all know when you went to uh, the gallery, there used to be a food court on that second floor or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's still not there. I haven't been inside. No, I don't think they finished that yet. 
You know how long they've been working and then, on that? Uh, seven years. Mind you, they close a lot of the stores and the galleries. So now, now exactly. the gallery is like a waste of time to go to. And then also, like, the marketplace area is a waste of time to go to, too, because they close pretty much everything in there. So it's just like more and more buildings that used to be popping are just slowly getting shut down. And they're saying, oh, we're going to replace it with this. Five years later, it's still a raggedy ass empty. Because space. one thing about it, a lot of companies and investors and all that, they don't want to come here. Of course, they don't want to come to the city. They don't want to come to Baltimore City. I mean, the people that do come get Baltimore chance usually, and they can make a profit. They definitely make some, make a profit. But it's either you I'm hit right. or you miss. There's no in between. Well, restaurants are a big thing here in Baltimore. And although I agree with both of you about how downtown really is losing business when it comes to those shopping spaces, the the investment is in the culinary just community. So they keep adding in new restaurants and there's new office spaces that are being built up. That is what's getting paid off. That is what's getting put in. They've Remember a few years ago, they signed a bill and, well, not a bill, but they allow um, at least, I believe it's. We lost her. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I would love to finish up what she was trying to say, but I'm not. I get what she was saying, but at the same time, it's like these new restaurants, they only last like a couple years and then they're gone. Yeah, and because they're not making the profit like they thought. Some of the restaurants down there, even the little pubs across the uh, from the convention center, they are Yep. And this is supposed to be like that busy part. It's based off the fact that our baseball team sucks. Yeah. But that, that's a whole nother subject. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still love the Orioles, though. Trash. Hey, man. They are trash. By the way, I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. What did Ubisoft announce during E3? They announced Watch Dogs. Y'all gonna learn to listen to a, a sucker, okay? I have no idea how I keep getting disconnected, but I appreciate you inviting me back. Of so course. Gonna, I'm getting disconnected. You guys hearing me? Yes, we are. We hear you. Wait, wait, Aaron, you have to acknowledge that I was right. Anyway... Nope, nope, nope. Rewind. Nope, I love to hear. What's up? No, 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 nope, no. 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 I, I told you that they were going to announce Watch Dogs. And he said, no, they're not. It's too soon. Blah, 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 blah. And what was Ubisoft selling point? Mother freaking Watch Dogs. Hold on. Oh, shit, don't, don't, don't clean up your words now. <laughs> Just put money on it, you little sucker. I told you they were going to announce that, yo. There's too many freaking leaks on that game. All right, all right, man. We're going to leave it. Look, look, man. I can play as a grandma that shoots people in the face. Take my money. 
sorry. Back on topic. I'm sorry. I just I love watching. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm back. <laughs> I had nothing to say. <laughs> okay, but you was right. I, I admit you was right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But Keon, back to what were you saying? You were talking about like some grants and stuff like that. Yeah, um, I was just stating about how they had just provided, they had signed pretty much a lease saying that uh, 80 to 150 apartment buildings were allowed to be built within the city limits. So that's what we're seeing being built up right now, like the end of Light Street and Conway, right there at that corner, has the most expensive apartment buildings in Baltimore City now. And now they're creating more spaces for real estate, just for office buildings and for restaurants. That's what's being built up. That's what's getting the attention over that real uh, retail businesses. But you want to know who's going to be occupying them apartments? Not us. Exactly. I know. Not us. They're trying to move us out. They they trying to move black people to the counties and move the white people to the city. Yeah. Yeah. Even even in my apartment building, but surprisingly, my apartment building is full of black people. <laughs> so uh, so not too bad. But living in Mount Vernon, it's definitely not that black. Oh, I used to live around Mount Vernon. You gotta, you gotta hit the right street to find the black people. Yeah, you gotta I, hit the right street to find the black people. I'm serious. <laughs> Mount like, Vernon is segregated. One turn, <laughs> one turn, and it's nothing but white people. And then you hit the cut, and then you just see, start seeing a whole lot of black people. Uh, I'm, I'm not lying. I'm so serious. Hmm. Uh, I think I'm right, like in between, right in between. So I get I get a little of both, but but it's a lot of white people. A lot of white people. Absolutely. I walk pretty far. <laughs> um, it, it's just like that down here, and I sometimes really wish that I'd see more black people so I can have that community with them. But I in my apartment building, I'll just see them in the hallway, and I already gotta go someplace. So it's more like a hey, oh you're. You're here. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. Kind of spaces. So if we could start something right now, just proposing a question to you guys. Mm-hmm. If there is some initiative that we can immediately take upon the black community within our own city, where would maybe the top place that you would start or maybe even the top three initiatives that you would take? Repeat the question. So within our black community to uplift the black community here in Baltimore City, what is an initiative that you think that needs funding or that you want, maybe you would start um, 
Mm-hmm. Or maybe the top three things that you would start so that uh, you're able to get things going. What would you do? Um, to help me get things going. All right, so most, a lot of people that live in this city wants mm-hmm. to be like a rapper or something. Ah. So we need instead of like it's people that are just interested in music in general. But, like Christian um plays the piano. Amazing talents. <laughs> Thank you. That's not all I do. He's being yeah, very modest. I, I, oh, I see. Thank you. I but, see. Like, I know I, I play the trombone sometimes. It's not a See, we got multiple people. All right. It, it's not a lot of music program. Well, they're taking away music programs. And there's not a lot of art programs. They're taking away art like, programs. All right, for example. It's, it's still like um like isn't there more music programs hell there's still there's still marching bands out there barely I know barely but it's still out there that can get funded but they don't get funded and that can help the community all right I, I agree with that that's pretty awesome it like is, so you I would mean, kind of Money into the, the programs. Everybody loves music. Music is peaceful. Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right. What about you, Christian? All right. So, if I'm thinking realistically in a way that could get jump started now, a lot one place, and this is like across the board across all county cities. One place that has been renovated everywhere are libraries. A lot of these libraries have new like computers and they look nice and all of that stuff. So what if, you know, every weekend libraries could, you know, set up shop where like say Friday is like a mental health Friday. So people can come in and you know, the libraries kinda of turn into where a place where people can play games or read books and stuff like that. There's food, you know what I'm saying? Saturday can be like music Saturday and Producers will come in and the computers will be set up so people can learn how to make beats or record songs, stuff like that. I don't know. I feel like if we utilize our library spaces more to allow people to go in and kind of just have a safe space to learn and have fun, I think that'd be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I like that idea, too. That's pretty nice. I, I, I think I really agree with both of you. Um, take a stand in the arts community, especially Baltimore, because we are artists here in Baltimore. We're just waiting to let out all of our creative activity. Um, We have filmmakers, we have musicians, we have artists with visual art and and theater, and we have a lot of great artists that just come out of the city. Um, And the fact that we focus so much on 
the sports end of it is just kind of sad, you know? We just need to really give children that outlet. Aaron, so what would you like to do in in our community? Well, I think that maybe taking taking real estate. I think that is the most important thing for the Black community right now is to have real estate. So what I would do just with both of your ideas would probably combine them, and as well as with that wellness, just purchase a building where there can be levels, where there's businesses on the first levels. And maybe I should copyright this because someone's going to take this idea. But (laughs) um, the first levels would be like wellness um, and in places to kind of do yoga, art, learn about meditation. You go upstairs, you have your beats, you have your music. People come in and do that in the next level, so forth, maybe like visual arts and theater um, and dance. And that just be a central location for within our community. Um, that people- you know what would be a dope area to where, put that? Where? Uh, I think it's called like the Old Town Mall yeah. area. Not too far from um, Mercy and uh, actually, yeah, it's right in the middle of Mercy and Johns Hopkins. It's this old town mall where old town, of course, old town mall used to be. But I think it's literally just like a parking lot in an abandoned building at this point. That would be a dope place to put that. It's off the metro line. Everyone can get there. It's bring in business because it's by both of those hospitals. Mm, We could get funding from the hospital because they would be like, okay. If they can try to buy it out, but you know. And then, you know, you give the each hospital a room or a space so they can do their little, you know, they want to come in and do, like, medical classes or something like that. Boom. Y'all can use that Absolutely. Space. And then I would think that that's a great area to do internships and in programs, just like you said. So that is even more of, like, a dream of mine to even accomplish if I could. Nowhere near that right now, but... You know, I just miss us having spaces like that. You know, just even within the dance community, we I cannot find a place to go and relax and dance. And really? I just, yeah, I, I mean, I'm gonna have to get your info. I know a couple of dancers. I might be able. To I mean, maybe I should start going to the the game again. I guess I guess that's where I'll go. But um, Mount Vernon. Not giving me good stuff. Um, and Fells Point, I'm never gonna go back. That is just that's just a dead that's that's, that's a dead fish. <laughs> it's a dead horse. I'm I'm beating it. So. I wish because I want an outlet so bad. And I was like, okay, whatever. I'll just I'll just put all that energy into creating um, something. 
And right now, all I have is a mouth. So apparently, Aaron is here, but something happened to his microphone. No, oh, no. I don't. I don't know what's going on with that. I invite. Oh, is that you? Hey, Aaron. Nope, there's still still no sound. Dang, man, you turned into a mime. <laughs> Why are you doing these hand motions? Don't do that. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> you know I can't see you, right? <laughs> oh, man. But I think another thing that would help the black community for real is just everyone paying attention, more attention to their mental health. And like having outlets or places where people can come and talk about what's going on and not be judged or criticized or, you know, ridiculed for having these feelings. Wow. Christian, you like read, have you been like reading my books or something? Like, that ain't right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, seriously, I had this idea in my head for a few months now, you know. I even uh, considered making like a, a meetup um, where we would we would do exactly just that, so we can find out the concerns and and those who are within the community can literally put their money together from the source and and get things done, or even help get grants to get things done. You know, like, that is a major idea I would push for. Um, if if I can, that's possible. I think it's possible. Anything's possible. Just gotta put a little grease in it. All right, Aaron said he's gonna end this podcast in like thirty seconds and stuff. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening. Yeah. <laughs> All right. saying everything I was saying and again to the people that may be listening I apologize for the little technical difficulties still want to try and get used to this app this is a new thing uh, edits are real <laughs> edits are gonna be so real I'm not gonna edit it too much but this is real this is raw and this is eccentric Right. Hey, Christian. Hey. We got to talk about dance studios and all that. Heck yes. I'm a copy and write that right now. None of y'all listening to this idea unless you hit me. <laughs> hit Christian up too. <laughs> Are there any dance studios really in? Um, well, there is. There's actually one at the uh, Ed B. Blake, UB Blake um, Center, Jazz Center, that happens on Tuesdays and sometimes. That's a dance place to go and learn, but I meant like a social dancing.
like we used to have, like the get down. That's all. That is my point of reference. <laughs> get down. I want to make and open another get down. Not the same name, but but, but you get that. Idea. Uh, for those of you that don't understand what the get down is, because I know that's like a local kind of reference. Um, back in people saw the Netflix uh, special, they know what it is. Oh, like we we had a get down dance space here in Baltimore in Fells Point area that was open for about four years, four four or five years, and it was basically the best space to dance. All the dancers went there. It was crowded all the way to the end, and then the I believe the owner left to go to New York. So we no longer had a dance space. He didn't even sell it to anybody. You know, if he, I don't know, had interviews or something like, hey, who wants to own this? I show up. I, I'd show up. Why he don't not do that? I'm going to pass it back to you, Aaron. <laughs> hello, hello, Aaron, Aaron. Did we lose Aaron and him? No. Now nah, he here. This is an interesting app. This is a very interesting app. Extremely interesting. I think you're not supposed to close out your screen you are not. like while you're recording because I think that's why I got cut off because my my screen closed. You have to keep the screen open and lit the whole time. I don't know if you're doing that. Uh, yeah, I haven't attempted to try and close it because I figured it'd start acting stupid. Yeah, I think that's where the difficulties are entering in. I don't know if you can re-enter into your own podcast session. Hmm. That's actually, I don't know. No, Aaron, we can't hear you. I think this is your podcast way of telling you you have reached your limit for the day, nigga. Go to bed. <laughs> Maybe we should wrap up. That, you know, I feel like we covered some good topics. I feel like there needs to be a part two. Sure thing. But maybe part two should be in person so we're just using one phone. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> Um, multiple. It, the convenience is that that's the problem with the convenience, not being able to know how it's working. Well, Aaron. Oh, okay. I think, I guess, all right. Well, Aaron can't speak on his behalf, but, you know, part two is coming soon, guys. So we appreciate y'all for listening. Absolutely. Appreciate being here. Thanks so much. Talk to you guys another time. Yes, ma'am. All right. Good night. Good night.